Welcome to the Sports Innovation Institute podcast, located inside the School of Health and Human Sciences at IUPUI in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Travis Smith, a proud sport management alum, adjunct faculty member, and associate editor of the Sports Innovation Journal here at IUPUI. On this podcast, we look to highlight the innovative practitioners and scholars in sports to learn and design Think the Future of the Industry together. Thanks for listening to the Sports Innovation Institute podcast. Welcome to the Sports Innovation Institute podcast. Uh, I'm here with Brendan Zulik from Silbo. And Brendan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience and maybe say, what is Silbo for one? And then what problem are you looking to solve with Silbo and how are you all solving it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Brendan Zulik. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Silbo. Uh, Silbo is a digital marketplace that directly connects game providers with qualified sports officials. Um, And so the problem we're trying to solve is the sports officiating crisis. Um, uh, Most people don't realize it, but but sports officiating uh, is dying. Uh, 10% of refs are quitting each year. And the industry is suffering from a lot of problems, uh, most notably is is, uh, a technology problem. that, uh, that there's very little change, that there's unwillingness to change, and when there is change, it's incremental at best. Um, uh, one of the major issues that uh, we're facing is that in amateur sports, when a game provider actually wants uh, a sports official, most of the time, they don't know who that official is. Uh, so they hire a middleman, uh, which is often known as an, uh, an assigner or a booking agent, who then calls and tells these referees where to go, when to be there, how much they'll get paid, et cetera. Um, in theory, uh, that's a good idea, right? Um, that you might know somebody and, uh, you know, you have 10 games and you call your buddy and your buddy will go out and do it. Uh, the issue is that it doesn't scale. Um, you know, how many games and how many refs can a single person handle and assign? Um, moreover, because the system is so analog um, and it becomes opaque, uh, it becomes nepotistic, and, and unfortunately it can become corrupt. Um, and so Silbo was built to, to streamline uh, this process. So referees uh, select the games that they want to select based on when they work, where they work, and you know, if it's a wage that they want to work for. And so we're finally giving back a choice to the referee. Uh, uh, I like to say sometimes that it's the democratization of sports officials. Yeah, so what sports are you currently working on? Um, and. Are there any future sports plans to get into different sports? And then um, also, I mean, what age level are we talking about now versus what the growth might be for Silbo? Um, we talked before we went on air about, you know, the, sometimes the high school level has the high school athletic associations. So maybe they're taking over the officiating with that. But um, what kind of market growth is there for both the sports and the age range for Silbo? Yeah, great question. Um, our average age range right now is probably 8 to 16U. I think our average age game is 11U. Uh, I should note that that excludes adult sports. Um, you're seeing a lot of growth in adult sports, uh, what many people would politely refer to as beer league sports. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I, I kind of count that out. But um, the average age game is, is probably 11 years old on Silbo. In terms of sports, um, the technology is agnostic. Uh, Right now, we've done games in baseball, softball, soccer, basketball, flag football, kickball, tackle football. Um, I like to joke that 
we could even do Quidditch. We just need to find the refs first. Um, so as long as there's refs for it, uh, the system can handle it. Uh, as far as our future growth, um, right now we believe that the youth and recreational adult spaces are essentially white space, uh, that there's no one who has a significant hold of the market and that we have the opportunity to be first movers in that space. Um, you know, in theory, could we get to high schools and colleges? Um, maybe, uh, but right now there's so much room for us in the, in the recreational space that that's our focus. Well, I imagine you could also use this as your kind of opportunity to find what problems you're having, how to tweak it, come out with a better and then go scale. Because right now I've noticed that you're geographically on your website, you have a great map um, that it's mostly you all are based on North Carolina, I believe, right? So you're kind of obviously have a big footprint there, but seems like you might be trying to get things working smoothly before you kind of scale all across the country. I mean, you're in pockets, but um, I know there's no place in Indiana right now, so maybe we can get some viewership to help you out. Um, yeah, no, that would be fantastic. Yeah, um, you know, uh, you know, as, as as a as a marketplace business, you know, sports aside, um, one of the things that we have to do is is be very particular about where we go to uh, until we hit that critical mass. Um, you know, for instance, we're following very much the Uber model that uh, you have to go into a city of your choice, you have to lay the groundwork, and you have to equally populate both sides of the marketplace. Um, so for Uber, it was riders and drivers. You can't have one without the other. Uh, so for us, we have to find both game providers and sports officials. Um, so as we've scaled, we've had to be very particular about you know, where we want to go. So far, like you said, it is the Southeast, just because that was the easiest. Everything was in driving distance. Um, over the past few months, we've expanded to places that we can't drive to. Um, Texas, I guess you could drive to Florida, um, but that's a bit of a hike. Um, and so uh, that's been our plan. We're looking for larger metro areas uh, because there's a higher volume of games as well as a higher volume of referees. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that we're learning what each different uh, state uh, and each different region is like as we go. Um, you know, things that are true in North Carolina are not necessarily true of places in, uh, in, in Texas. So what can we do to get into Indiana? Uh, first, you could make the weather a little warmer. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's so it's an unpredictable climate, I would say, too. So um, yeah. uh, U sports definitely huge here. So maybe there is. You mentioned um, Uber and <clears throat> that's the easiest way to communicate to people like what we are. We're the Uber of X. Um, but I've, I've heard that there is a challenge whenever you have a two-way communication there. So it's interesting you bring up the fact that you're, um, you're really trying to get two different target markets. So would you say it's even or is one more important than the other to actually get started of having a league of, uh, that's offering the youth sports or a group of officials? Or do they really have to be, like, do they have to be pretty well balanced as you try to build out your business and you're trying to maintain quality assurance or is yes, it maybe more important than the other that has that has been the chicken and egg problem that has plagued us from day one um you know if you ask 10 people five will say the refs and five will say the leagues um we have operated so far under the assumption that if you get the leagues that refs will come um refs are people that want to work and if we provide them the opportunity to work more games which sobo does um then uh, they will gladly come and, and work the games that uh, are on the platform. So in general, uh, we have tried to find the leagues first. Um, 
oftentimes the leagues know a lot of reps, so it gives us a small base to work off of. But as I've said, with our expansion strategy now, uh, you know, we know at least three months in advance uh, that we're going to be there. Um, and so we can start advertising uh, before we even sign a league, but we know that we're trying to do them simultaneously. Hey, listeners, a quick message, and then we'll get right back to the interview. I wanted to quickly tell you that the Sports Innovation Journal is now accepting submissions. If you have or are looking for a place to publish your innovative thoughts and studies on the sports industry, then please consider the Sports Innovation Journal. We are an open access journal, and our target audience is the practitioner looking for answers to the questions and problems in their job, and we want to attract and publish researchers that are identifying and studying those questions and problems. If you are interested in learning more about the journal and wanting to submit or sign up to be a reviewer, then visit the link in the episode notes or email Dr. David Pierce, the editor and director of the Sports Innovation Institute, at dpierce3 at iupui.edu. dpierce3 at iupui.edu. Now let's get back to the interview. What's the technology like? Um, so if I'm, a, if I'm a potential official or league a, a referee assigner, am I using an app or am I just using like a mobile website? Um, do I have to have an account? What's that like? So I'm assuming um, that a big play here is the technology that you guys can solve problems. Absolutely, yeah. When we started the company, uh, we realized that, you know, 80% of the, the problems in the fishing industry could be solved with technology right off the bat. Um, and so that was the product that we created. Obviously, there's a lot more that we want to do. Um, but uh, building the digital marketplace, uh, we thought was pretty uh, transformative. I'll actually do a little screen share if you want to uh, yeah. see um, some of the screenshots and stuff that we have. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have an emulator on my computer to show you. Um, but uh, let's talk about the ref side first. Uh, it's a mobile app that's available on iOS and Android. It's free to download um, uh, and it doesn't have a subscription or anything like that. Um, so it's essentially free to use. Um, so what happens is you create an account, uh, you enter any existing credentials you have as a sports official, maybe your high school certified, um, you know, maybe you're uh, ASA or USSSA trained or something like that. Um, we, we will call you uh, and you'll have a brief, uh, you know, five minute phone interview um, in which we confirm your, your credentials, ask you if you have any questions, get to know you and make you, you hopefully feel like part of our community of officials. And then you can go in and you can select uh, the games that you want to work. You know, you can search. Uh, if I scroll down here, you can set your preferences about what sports you want to work, maybe a certain age group. You know, some people enjoy working eight-year-old games because it's less stressful than working, say, 14-year-old games. Um, and you go in and you select and reserve the position. Uh, it's a first-come, first-serve system. Um, uh, so that way, if you see the game and you want to work it, you can do so. And we give you in relevant information like uh, a map with directions or, um, or people that you need to contact if you're running late or if you can't find the field uh, itself. Um, there are a lot of other features that I don't want to waste too much time on. You know, that there's uh, things that you can track your payment details. You can track your game history and build up a digital resume. Um, there's, wow. actually, there's actually software out there. I don't want to name names. But there's software out there that tells um, uh, administrators and assigners to delete uh, every system, every season's uh, uh, games and data information uh, because it slows down the product. 
Um, and so, you know, if you were, if you moved from Indianapolis to Raleigh and you said, Hey, I want to prove that I was a referee, you currently have no option of, of, you know, proving that or validating that because mm -hmm. your data was probably deleted. So with Silbo, you can see all your history, you can see all your payment information, et cetera. Um, and so that's the, uh, that's the ref side, uh, on the, uh, the game provider side, um, we actually, I, I don't, I, I want to say this generally, we don't really work with assigners. In, in many instances, we actually replace them. Um, oh, okay. Uh, we do have a handful of assigners that we work with. So it, again, it's, it's general speaking. Um, but uh, most assigners believe uh, that they need to um, spend their time assigning. Uh, but our philosophy is that there's a, a marginal difference between Brendan officiating and say Bob. Um, you know, what's the difference between a high school qualified ref and a college qualified ref working a 10 year old basketball game? You know, not that much. Uh, and so we believe that if an assigner is spending their time assigning these recreational games, then it's taking the bat out of your best hitter's hand. These assigners should instead be focused on recruiting and training and allowing technology and, and a in an open marketplace, excuse me, a curated marketplace uh, to do the work instead. So your so, product is sort of like a, a brokerage for solving the problem of we need a ref that's a good ref in this location at this time. So Silbos sounds like you're kind of uh, solving that problem too, being the, the broker. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a, a fair way to put it. Um, so while the referee side is on, on the mobile app, um, the, the game provider side, it's typically done by league administrators or mm -hmm. sometimes an assigner, uh, is a mobile, is a, is a web app. Um, and it is, uh, it is uh, mobile friendly, so they can access it on their browser, on their phone if they want to, but typically it's done on a, on a, a desktop. Um, and so you simply upload the games. Uh, you can easily reschedule, which is a big deal to, to people who have that, um, who, who host games. And you can see a lot of insights, you know, how much your, your payments are, what your invoicing is, um, you know, weather for upcoming days, uh, feedback. Uh, at the end of every game, referees give feedback uh, about, the, uh, about the league. You know, uh, was the light out? Uh, were the fields improperly painted or painted at all? Um, and so what we tried to do when we created this game provider uh, web app was, was two things. One, to make it uh, as simple as, uh, as simple and painless to use as possible, that it was almost like a set it and forget it. What is the minimum uh, that uh, a league administrator has to do to enter their games and get things done and hey, you know, they're happy and good to go. And then second was to provide them value add features that they don't currently have access to, such as, um, you know, uh, determining the quality of referee that they want, uh, you know, determining, um, uh, you know, whether refs actually like their league or not, uh, and, and, and other stuff. So uh, that's, that's essentially uh, how the two sides work. Uh, in terms of how the Silbo idea, the product itself works is, is quite simple. So the leagues or game providers post a game, you know, they set the wages where the field is, et cetera. They just input the valid information. Uh, the refs go onto the mobile app. Uh, we have a lot of machine learning technology that essentially acts as a recommendation engine as of right now. Uh, so the referees can see the games that are tailored to them and their preferences. Uh, the referee self-selects the games. They go to the game. They officiate it. Uh, you know, at the end of the game, they hit checkout. They do uh, ratings and reviews. And then once a week, they get paid via direct deposit straight to their bank account. 
um, which is a huge, huge step up uh, for the industry. Instead of having people get uh, paid via check or you know having you go to the concession stand to get cash a month later or something like that. Wow, that's. Um... I mean, that it, it does look very simplistic, but you can tell there's a lot of things that you all had to put in on the back end to actually make that possible. And with this technology, you know it is user-friendly. You mentioned the shortage of officials. So I'm guessing younger generation of officials, if they're coming in, they're going to be more adapt to being okay with the technology. They're going to want to be able to do it all from their phone that looks like Silbo is doing. Um, how are you all or are you helping in trying to grow the amount of officials to kind of get out of that shortage. Have you considered or have you tried to partner with any uh, sport management programs or former athletes, uh, people that might be looking for some extra money? I mean, how can, how is the industry actually, not just Silbo, how is the industry solving that crisis or are they not solving it? Yeah. Uh, first I should give a shout out on the technology to my co-founder, Paul. Um, uh, I get to do the, the fun interviews, but Paul was the real one who created the technology. I, I'm just the uh, the handsome face, or or so I like to think. Um, uh, in terms of what the industry is doing to solve the crisis right now, not much. Um, mm -hmm. That no one has really figured out that it's the the root cause is is the assigner system. Um, that it's hard to figure out. Uh, if you're new to officiating, how to get started. You know, there aren't really many good websites. You don't know who to call. You don't know who to contact. And so you give up easily. Um, so Silbo is supposed to change that. That's our goal. Um, you know, that someone can get on their app and figure it out and sign up. And, and we're working currently on digital training to get people through the pipeline and allow them to work their first game uh, more quickly and easily. Um, in terms of, uh, uh, I'm missing, I'm forgetting part of your question. Uh, just if you all are, uh, how, how could Silbo be looking to help to get more officials as the older generation officials continues to leave? Um, how do we actually get more people in it? Yeah, I think first is, is well, hopefully, if you, if you agree with me, is providing them access through Silbo. Um, second is to make people aware. Uh, you know, when I started officiating, it was because uh, I had a question, uh, one of my co-founders and I had a question, which was like, who are sports officials? So we became officials kind of on a whim. Um, but most people don't realize that the opportunity is there for them. Uh, they don't know that uh, the average sports official on Silbo makes $30 an hour. Um, they don't know that they have skills, um, you know, having played sports maybe through your, uh, through your teens or through your adult years, that those are skills that you can transfer into, into officiating, that you know the games. Um, in terms of uh, what we're doing, one is marketing. Uh, we're doing a lot of marketing. Uh, I'll give my, my marketing uh, uh, counterpart, Rachel, a lot of credit. Uh, digital marketing, you know, Instagram and Facebook have proven very valuable for us. Um, in terms of endorsements, uh, we've spoken to a lot of organizations. Uh, we're partners with the National Alliance for Youth Sports. Uh, we're working with the Wounded Warriors um, and providing some of the people that they train for officiating um, to provide them access for games. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, more famous people in the industry, uh, two of our advisors are Alan Kelly, who's a three-time MLS Ref of the Year, uh, and Joe West, who's the head of the MLB Umpires Association and has oh, worked wow. the second most games of uh, any MLB umpire of all time. Um, and so, uh, you know, we have a lot of people behind us who believe in the mission um, because everyone wants to provide opportunity. They want to provide jobs. 
um, because without, you know, without officials, these games won't get played. So, uh, yeah. The, uh, to wrap it up, I, I just want to, uh, you had mentioned before we went on air that you were writing, uh, self-publishing a book on the industry. So what is the, um, what is the book? Uh, and did what I was interested in is, was the book written because of Silbo as far as you realized the problem or did Silbo come out of, um, you writing the book like in your head? What kind of came first? Because it seemed like from what you were telling me that they're very similar missions. They address a problem. And and so I'm interested, did one draw you to the other? Or did they both kind of come together at the same time? I, w- I would say it's more the former than the latter. Um, you know, as we as we researched and then founded Silbo and then launched the product, uh, we've been learning a lot. Uh, you know, things that I, I didn't know five years ago, I've learned now or a year ago, six months ago. And so as, as my, my knowledge deepened uh, and as I connected with more people across the industry, whether it was a, a, major, um, a major sports league or association or whether it was uh, you know, people locally, a parks and rec department uh, or even a private league or even many officials, uh, they didn't realize the scale of the problem. They didn't realize that uh, many of these assigners might be corrupt and taking 25% of their paycheck without them knowing. They didn't realize that um, uh, that they didn't that they could have a choice. You know that there was a product like Sibo out there. They didn't realize the diversity issues that officiating faces. You know, five percent of women, five uh, percent of officials are women, yet women occupy. 40% of uh, recreational athletes, you know, so a lot of these problems people were unaware of. And so the idea for the book was to, to get this knowledge out there. You know, there's academic research on this. I'm not making it up, um, you know, on officiating attrition, on uh, the struggles of creating a, a meritocracy amongst officials. Um, and so when you're talking about, you know, payment issues, when you're talking about diversity issues, when you're talking about technology issues, people just didn't know. And so my, my goal for the book is to, to bring this, this awareness to the forefront. You know, it's not just sportsmanship. Uh, it's not just referee abuse, which, again, it, it actually is a lot. But, you know, that there are a whole handful of issues that are, that are harming the officiating and youth sports ecosystems. Is the book out? And if so, um, what's it called? And then where could we direct people? We'll link it up to the episode. But where could they um, actually purchase the book? Yeah, the book will come out uh, in the next month. Uh, I think the tentative release date is October 9th. Um, so uh, I hope everyone uh, uh, will go to Amazon then. Uh, so it's going to be on Amazon uh, paperback. Uh, the title is Whistleblower. Um, and uh, it's written by me, Brendan Zulik. Uh, and yeah, I, I hope that that everyone reads it or, or at least leafs through it um, because uh, I love sports. I love the values that sports teach. Um, and unfortunately, whether you endorse Silbo or not, uh, amateur sports is, is facing a, a, a chokehold in the near future if, if more officials don't, don't enter the profession. I think there's a big market here for, for you to be able to find officials. And then obviously, youth sports um, uh, participation, there's still plenty of sports that you all can address once, the, once it grows. Um, for those listening and not uh, watching us on uh, camera, what is the website? Um, where can they um, learn more about Silbo? Yeah, go to silbo.ai, S-I-L-B-O.ai, um, uh, to learn more about Silbo and, and how we're automating uh, the, the referee management. Um, 
And you know, I, I wanted to, to, to thank you and, and the, sports, uh, the Sports Innovation Institute because um, uh, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for uh, you know, your students, whether they're alumni or current students, to get involved not only as officials and you know, hopefully make a second income and, and enjoy the world of youth sports, but you know, if they ever wanna to, to work with a, a SOBO, you know, we're looking to find people who are trained in, in sales and marketing um, and people who want to get involved in the sports industry, that there is more to do than just working for a, a major league sports team. Um, and that it requires industry knowledge. You know, that uh, I was a linguistics major and people always picked on me in college that, you know, what are you gonna do with a linguistics major? Uh, I guess I became a referee, but you know, people who have uh, sports efficient, or excuse me, sports knowledge and understand the industry are the kinds of people that, that we're looking to hire as we grow. And so, um, you know, I hope that I can connect with more students and alums from, from your school. We can definitely make that happen. So thank you for being on the Sports Innovation Institute podcast, Brendan. I appreciate the time. And Silbo sounds great. And I uh, can't wait for everyone to hear about it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sports Innovation Institute podcast. Be sure to follow the Institute on Twitter at IUPUI underscore SII and let us know what you thought of this episode. If you know of an innovative business program or researcher that you think we should have on the podcast, please email me, Travis Smith, at TDS at IU.edu. And please consider the Sports Innovation Journal if you are looking to publish your new and creative ideas to move the sports industry forward together.